0: How far guys, thank you for hitting that link and landing here. I promise you won't regret this. Now, this is episode 4 of the Make Mad Sense at Home miniseries. My name is Ario Ifiok Adebanjo and I'm your host with the most. And you are listening to the Make Make Make, Make 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 Mad Sense podcast. Last week we were in Lagos, Nigeria, where Aisha shared with us. This week we are off to East Africa. The following is a true story from Kenya.
1: Hi hey everyone, what's up? My name is Jesse Forrester. I'm 21 years old and I'm from Kenya, and I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a, what I like to call a green tech pioneer because I believe in environmental businesses that have a profit aspect to them. So I think that social profit and social benefit and profit are not mutually exclusive. What self-esteem means to me is that You know that your worth as an individual, as a person, is coming from you and that whatever social uh, contracts that you've signed, so this could be, you know, I always smile in public or I do this, you think for yourself individually. And you know that you know whoever you are as an individual is what you prioritize because that's super important and that's what makes someone unique and so that brings out your self-esteem as an individual and as a person so i, I like to center a lot on individualism and what that means because i think that and self-esteem are closely linked if you're trying to be someone else you're never going to have self-esteem as but only when you take that understanding and sit down and accept your flaws and understand that you know perfection is overrated then you get what's being a person who has self esteem so that's what self esteem means to me so there's some moments where I've felt a little bit less confident actually a lot and for those of you that know me, for those that are hopefully going to know me, I am a public speaker. I've given a TED talk, I participate in panels, I recently you know, hosted something called the Anzisha Prize, I also hosted you know, ACON on stage and that's not how it always used to be and so when people look at me they're like oh my god this guy is amazing and he's able to do all these things and meet all these people. But truth be told I really wasn't like that before. If you listen to me clearly. Oh, quite well you hear sometimes I have a lisp and uh, when I started my public speaking journey it was very difficult for me to express myself because I was very self-conscious and, and you know I had this thing called I have a heavy tongue and sometimes you can still hear it so I had to practice and train myself and so again in secondary school I decided you know what? let me just try and push myself outside my comfort zone and I decided to join the debate club yeah smart move for someone who's an introvert and actually you know has speech defects so my first speech was absolutely embarrassing i went up in front of a group of like six guys it was an all boys secondary school and i said hi my name is jesse for, for um and then i just you know went blank and that was the end of my like debate and it was really really sad for me because people were just like you know just get off the stage and um i was almost laughed out and so it really really you know, impacted me as a person um, in my journey towards bettering myself and becoming a public speaker. And so, you know, obviously since then there's been a lot that's happened, but there, was, there were very many times I felt distinctly, you know, um, sort of belittled or not able to, and that really almost put me in a position where I didn't push forward and try and achieve what I needed to achieve and to actually push myself to really care about me and not what other people's opinions were. So the moment where I really, really felt confident, I would say was um, fast forward. So when I did debate earlier, I was not the best public speaker and I froze the first time and I really, really practiced and it was incredibly difficult. I had a pen under my tongue and I tried to speak to make sure my words were more fluid. You know, there so, so many methods of training that I just put in. and. It was very tricky for me to get that point where I could say, now I can speak on stage. So what happened is that we had this uh, national competition called the Great Debaters Contest. And, you know, I, am fluent, I became fluent in speaking and all my hard work paid off. And so, you know, I joined the team and I pushed. And consistently, you know, there's also one thing that I was back in the day in the debate club or the debate team is where I would not feel like I was good enough to speak and so one day one of the other teammates who was actually not as good as me um, came and said hey Jesse I want to take your spot and I just said okay cool because I was scared and didn't have enough self-esteem to put myself out there and actually you know speak on this stage and uh, you know I came back and we came back home and that debate that he participated in he was so close to making the team tank. We actually almost lost and that was the regional level and it was really, you know, shocking for me. And I went and I spoke to my sister and my people back at home and they were like, you know, you just can't do this thing where you feel scared and you don't take the opportunity because, you know, the opposite of courage is not fear. The opposite of courage is indifference. And so me being very indifferent and not wanting to put myself in that position, was me not having the courage to actually go out there and speak. And so to answer the question about when do I feel most confident is when we were actually in the finals. So we made it through the finals and you know I went there, I gave up a really great speech, I was quite logical and I used emotions and gestures and you know my face was lighting up and I was really moving the crowd. and so it was just us and you know the grand prize was about a thousand dollars which when we we're in high school that's a lot of cash um if i remember correctly and a couple of you know tablets and you know i think it was back in 2014 and tablets were just the in thing you know so i just like, had this massive tablet if we would win and i just pictured it and i didn't even put wi-fi in the school oh, how far we've come so that point in time I was super super excited and I felt really confident despite the fact that I was shaking and so for me it was not um, again you know courage is not the opposite of fear there's a saying that says feel the fear and do it anyway so that was when I felt the most confident and did we actually win in the final no we we came second place Uh, but still in that moment I knew I had reached the pinnacle or I had actually achieved what I set out to do when I joined the debate club um, in form one and now I was in form two and second term here speaking on a national debate competition in the final it was incredible I couldn't believe that was me so the role of social media on my self-esteem isn't really that prevalent so one thing I do subscribe to is a philosophy called stoicism um it's basically where you focus on the things that you can't control and when you're on instagram for example and you see all these guys killing it and you see this lifestyle you know um you hear about billionaires and millionaires or even you see some of your friends because sometimes the people who envy most are the people we know and you feel like you know x and y is doing so much better than me and at one point i was better than them and you start focusing on the outward and i say you know for me it's more of like Okay, what is in my locus or focus? I sound like a, a motivational speaker, but what, what can I actually control? And then I use that to actually push and propel myself. So I don't really look outside at people in any way. And maybe what I do look for when I am is, okay, someone did something like this, or stories of people who've been resilient in the face of you know disaster and stuff. And so, Sometimes I read stories of people that, like, struggled and, you know, made it and say, you know, everything, if I'm going through something, will pass. So, yeah, but that's what I really try and focus on, that sort of stoic, stoicism or stoic mentality where I just say, you know what, um, I only can focus on the things I can control. That's my attitude. That's how I respond to what people tell me. Um, that's, you know, where I am. And I also practice a lot of gratitude because sometimes it's so easy to just, like, take what you have for granted and you know we understand that there is privilege that we have Um, and it's just in the sense where you've got clothes, you can eat food, you have a phone, you can access social media to begin with, that itself is a privilege that some you know, 1 billion people may not have the access to and so many times you're actually more blessed than you actually know and it's very good to remind yourself that every time you feel like oh why don't I have, uh, you know, car? And some people have don't even can't even aspire to that. So, what rating would I give my younger self in terms of self-esteem? And here, younger self, I'm defining the time I was in high school. So between the time I was like 13, 14, all the way until uh, 18. And I would say a four, 4.5, because. I wasn't very, very confident on the onset and it just kept rising. So by the time I was 18, you know, Bruh, my hair was too big. Now I'm just playing. But, you know, I actually had a chance to grow myself and become more confident. And I remember this one time. So in primary school, I was never a sports guy. I'm a huge nerd. You know, just watched Nat Geo. Yeah, I was one of those. Um, <laughs> but in high school, I decided to join uh, rugby and i've always been one of the bigger bigger guys like body wise and in my class in terms of like just being tall and you know being generally wide and when i joined rugby i didn't have the sort of basic sports skill that my colleagues or friends had and so it was one of those things where i was learning a few things like you know hand eye coordination not that i couldn't like throw a ball but you know, I just wanted to be more of a sportsman when I joined, and it was pretty difficult at first. You know, um, in rugby there are two sort of like people: that people are called the the forwards, and people are called the backs. So the forwards are tend to be bigger, slower guys, and the backs tend to be you know more athletic, more fit, could run for longer distances. And so I always aspire to be a back, and I had sort of like the fitness and the the stamina and everything but i didn't have the skill and so it was very difficult when i finally told the coach you know i want to be this person (laughs) and i was actually put in that position and you know that whole fake it till you make it thing but absolutely not a thing i totally flunked. and the the so in rugby you throw the ball and it goes backwards and you just keep running so we'd form something called a deep where you know um players line up in a diagonal fashion like going backwards if you watch rugby and uh, I remember the fly half who was the guy who picks the ball was throwing it to me when I was playing as a centre and so this guy's job is basically to ensure that you know they coordinate runs and they make tackles and <laughs> I couldn't catch the ball at high pace and I realised you know oh this is actually something that really harmed my self-esteem. Uh, I didn't end up playing rugby all the way through but it really taught me important lessons like even that teamwork and just putting myself out there even if I feel stupid so it's mostly been things like that where I have like uh, different experiences in maybe sports or speech the debate public speaking that I've really really helped me come out of my place and just feeling that feeling that rush of embarrassment and stupidity when you're doing something that you're completely you know terrible at um, but then there are people who are like so much better and they're your friends so yeah i would really rate my confidence as a younger person at about like four four point five Ooh, if i could go back um to my younger self I guess I would say that keep pushing and putting yourself in very uncomfortable positions. Um, learn that many times you do want to fit in and that's okay. And but that's a normal feeling, but you are made for so much more than just to fit in. You can lead the pack if you wanted to. Um, and that your strengths are only as great as your imagination and your dedication and will so make sure that you ruthlessly execute on what you want to do and you will get where you need to go Uh, be always kind to people who struggle with the same things that you struggled with or you know take care of those that don't have the opportunities that you have had and and show kindness overall to even the people that don't necessarily do you right and yeah brother just keep winning keep winning (laughs) one word that describes my self-confidence would be ambitious I think every time I tell people about my goals they're always like oh man they're so big and I'm just like yeah you know one guy really like his name is Ray Dalio he talks about having if your ambitions match your effort and a sustained ability to get where you want to go then you will be successful so i think i am super ambitious in terms of the things i want to achieve and i just put i want to consistently put my effort so that's what i would say describes myself confidence i'm an ambitious person well my environment did give me the opportunity and my parents as well to express myself. I think that one thing that I really like to recall is when I was in form one which is the beginning of our secondary school here in Kenya. I was previously an introvert which is contrary to what many of my friends believe and I was trying to be actually I decided to run for office and became a a class captain or a team captain and I was not a sports player but I have the physique of a sports player and so people thought wow this guy's great and it was a real test of my leadership because I'd never been in this position I put myself in an uncomfortable position to you know take up a leadership role and especially in sports which I wasn't very good at at the time yeah to be honest actually still not that good but um yeah I mean for me that's that was a position where, you know, I'd come back, talk to my mom specifically about it, and say, "Hey, you know, this didn't go too well," and she'd be like, "You know, this is who you are. This is where you need to be." Um, I also remember that, you know, for me as beginning my leadership uh, journey and experience, I had someone else that was more open and more expressive about them being leaders than I was, and so it was very difficult to have them in my team constantly you know, undermining my leadership, undermining what I could say to other people and make me follow. And what I was unable to do was challenge them and come out of myself. And it actually made me feel like I could retreat more within myself. So as much as my parents and the schools I went to and my friends were like, were very supportive of who I was and who I am as an individual, the issue was how do I actually stand up for myself? How do I remain comfortable in who I am as a person? And so that was really kind of the environment I was in, trying to discover who I was um, as a young, in my younger self, in Form 1. Uh, What are the things I love most about myself? So I would say... mm, (laughs) It's tricky. I find it like when people are complimenting themselves, it's tough. I think one thing I do like about myself now is that I... I'm actually... So, one thing I I do a lot is I I introspect. So, I sit down and I sometimes do meditation. And I just, like, sit quietly with my thoughts and, you know, let the uncomfortableness, like, set in. And, you know, feeling that... um, Feeling feeling like you're uneasy because there's so much silence and your brain always wants... Or your body always wants to twitch and do something. So, that's something that I... I like about myself I'm able to center myself and focus and you know sometimes when you're in a conversation with someone and you later think like a week or like even a few days later or hours that oh man I should have said this in this conversation or I could have just responded like this you know etc um, I'm much better at doing that now because I reflect on conversations I have and yeah I think one thing also I'm really happy about myself is that I i'm actually living and trying to be that person i want to be it sounds super cliche but i try you know consistently to show kindness if someone has a spat with me or if we have a fight i listen to what they say i evaluate whether it's true or not then i decide if i'm going to you know take that up as you know gospel and change or if i say you know that's them they're having a bad day that's a prerogative uh, I think that was a justified reaction so I, I really like that I'm able to like just be measured and, and all of that yeah
0: you know I remember reaching out to Jesse to be a part of this and his turnaround around time was so fast he himself couldn't believe and I'm so grateful Jesse for you uh, deciding to share your story with millions out there thank you so much now if you're inspired by this episode please share this with your family and friends And don't forget my people, you make mad sense. Until our next and final episode of this series, God bless you and peace.